Hey guys, welcome to Some Assembly Required, the monthly talk show that brings together members of the Australian podcasting community. I'm one of your hosts, Dash, from DashGamer.com, and this month we have assembled Mr. Brendan White from 8-Bit. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello to you too, mate. Um, and Mr. Matthew Perkins from Ultra Super Mega. Scarn on, boys. Hey, mate, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, pretty <laughs> good. That was very North that, Queensland mate. of me. <laughs> Scarn on. Scarn on. <laughs> very much. That is very much on brand with you, that's for sure. I definitely, yes, it is. Definitely say that. How are you, Brendan? All good? Yeah, I'm doing good. I just took my socks off because it's time to get serious around here. and It's a little <laughs> bit hotter in the room tonight, so I'm in my uh, sort of rubber ducky pajama shorts, yeah. plain black tee, Ooh. and I'm sockless. I am ready to uh, rock this podcast party. Shorts, no socks, and then I see Perko here. He's wearing a singlet. You guys are nuts. Wait, are there, were there pants involved in this? I've got no pants on. I'm not getting up for this whole podcast. This is not happening. <laughs> Mate, if it was up to me, I'd be wearing a freaking furry jacket right now. It is freezing in Melbourne. Mate, Actually, the Sunshine it, State. What is it? Perf- um, fantastic one day, perfect the next or something? What's some our slogan? Like oh, something like that. And $5,000 in fucking house insurance a year because the tropical cyclones that blast us every bloody two years. <laughs> Stupid. Good, good luck with that, Brendan. Fresh fresh from Sydney, straight up there. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh. Guys, if you didn't know, Summer Assembly Required is our monthly roundtable podcast where members across the Australian podcasting community get together with a random topic and discuss it amongst the assembly. But this month, we're doing something a little more special. Uh, but if you like that, make sure that you follow some assembly required over at dashgamer.com, iTunes, and Spotify, and other podcasting services where you can give us those cheeky five star ratings. Um, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at dashgamers when you can find the latest episode whenever it drops. So, boys, tonight's episode, uh, I, I messaged you a couple of weeks ago just to kind of get the feels out there to kind of make this one a little bit different to uh, how some assembly required usually works. Um, usually, yes, we do get together and we bring random topics, kind of like the Game Over Greggy show. So, yes, we're a ripoff of the Game Over Greggy show in a way. But um, tonight, I wanted to have one mainstay topic uh, with you know different branches of it, uh, which is basically just a community uh, content creation within our community, uh, laying the foundation of making a community, um, whether it's branding, uh, gathering people across it, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I think uh, the perfect person that I'm gonna start off with would be Brendan because uh, I'll shoot this one at you Brendan because obviously now with uh, the success of the Apic Collective uh, being a, a thing that you guys kind of sought to launch uh, a couple of years ago has kind of now uh, become this this um, Aussie uh, community that's gotten together with their podcasting, uh, video content creation and all that. Um, how are you feeling right now laying the foundation of the Apic Collective um, right now in terms of like even the name itself the collective uh, h- how do you feel right now that's all gone for you I-, I think it's going pretty good like we've got our own sort of uh, video game and pop culture related Voltron that we've sort of pulled together now and mm. um, diverse personalities diverse podcasts and content creators and uh, we're bringing together a collection of people from all walks of life hence I guess the extension of the term 8-bit collective mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's going pretty good like we've got uh, over 20 different personalities sort of calling that collective home we've got uh, 14 different podcasts majority of them based here in australia but we've also got two from the us of a now which is pretty exciting yeah but uh man it's it's going good like um it's not without its challenges obviously as yeah. as you guys could both attest to like the more personalities you bring into one of these things the more 
unknown uh, scenarios that could come from that. And, and, you know, we've all got different personalities, different loves, hates, different ways to go about things and what have you. So it's, yeah. it's very much a juggling act, but uh, we're having, we're having some fun. Uh, yeah. we launched a Patreon earlier this year and uh, that's doing pretty well. You know, it's covering all our costs and, uh, offsetting some of those pain points that uh, you guys know about as far as hosting, uh, editing and things like that. So anything to to help uh, the content creators uh, alleviate some of those financial burdens has been uh, really, really well appreciated by everyone that's jumped on board in that regard. But uh, man, overall, it's been pretty good. Like uh, we've been doing the 8-bit thing now for a couple of years, but yeah, the collective kicked off in uh, January of 2018. So mm-hmm. it's about 18 or so months old now. So it's still in, in its infancy, but uh, the foundation is there. And we just want to try and build off that and refine it and, and perfect the things that we're doing well and, and maybe improve or scrap the things that we aren't doing so well just to try and get, uh, I guess, a clearer direction and, and sort mm-hmm. of a, an easier way to achieve the goals. Yeah, which is definitely something uh, we're going to bring up as well as we go on um i want to shoot this question over to maddie uh how do you, how are you feeling perco with um uh ultra super megas um rise and then uh kind of the way it is going at the moment how, how are you guys can i swear you Mildly can swear? swear as much as you fucking want it's <laughs> fucked i hate it <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's not like it's not it's it's not too bad i'm pretty disappointed with obviously usm was something that um i had a lot of time for in, in the outset um unfortunately life doesn't work out sometimes the way that you envision it to i would have loved nothing more than to come home every single night and work on articles and do content creation and edit videos and stuff like that but look it maybe in the past probably in the past year ever since i moved back up to north queensland year and a half or so it's just it's it's it's, it's easy to see it's hit a plateau and um that is 100 percent on me um as the as the sort of the founder of of ultra super mega and, and we did have quite a quite a decent little rise at the beginning there we, we you know we we had a lot of people writing for us and we had a few podcasts out there and it was going pretty well yeah um not you know not the biggest thing or anything like that but just a, a consistent thing and consistency has been the hardest thing for me to keep lately it's yeah. just with you know for those in the know and for the, for those like a part of the community and have listened to our podcast and stuff like that it's no secret that every single person inside usm has had some pretty severe personal struggles over the past 18 to 24 months right um those coupled with a very demanding day job for me um i am a an it manager of sorts i manage uh, all the it infrastructure for a quite a large australian company um so you know i like i said i was, I was saying to dash before the podcast started this is the this is the this is the first night i haven't been working in four weeks you know so wow it, it's yeah. It's That's not, tough, man. It's not easy. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not easy at the not. moment. Um, but look, yeah. I, yeah, I would like it to be doing better. Um, I, 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 it will do better. It's yeah. just not right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It is real hard to kind of uh, establish a brand. And I, I, that's something I would do want to bring up with you boys as well as laying the foundation of your brand. So I would do want to jump back to the beginning. But before we do, obviously, uh, you're not the only one in, in saying this, Perko. Like myself and Brenda could probably attest to exactly what you're saying. Uh, with our you know full-time jobs and then jumping home and then actually creating content you know brendan uh makes the joke every time we talk he goes hey uh, how's he 12 minutes of sleep going at night dash you know it's <laughs> and yep. i i wish in a way he was lying uh but it does get to that point I, I'm, i've been honestly getting like the, the true number would probably be about three to four hours of sleep a night um just because i'll go to work come home create the content, put up whatever I have to do on the website and then go to sleep for like a good three to four hours, get up, make sure that the content's still there, see what the numbers are and then get to work and then 
rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat every single day. Um, and, you know, and on the weekends afterwards, you know, you have your personal time and trying to catch up with that. And then afterwards mm-hmm. coming home and then continuously checking on content, making sure that's going all good. You know, there, there are that, the struggles in making content within the community. And I don't think that a lot of people understand that because there are quite a few communities out there who create this content full time. And they're, I, don't, I think they underappreciate some of their luck in that way as well. Um, and also, I feel like uh, there are also people out there who don't understand it because to not, not to kind of attack anybody, but some people don't have you know full-time work. They work yep. part-time and then they do uh, part-time this as a hobby. So it, it's just uh, there is a struggle there and not a lot not a lot of people will understand that um, i used to are- tell people uh, especially when it came to video content i used to tell people that if you want and, and, and this is the it's easy to release content yeah it is hard to release good engaging content yeah mm-hmm. it, it's very hard i, I feel so yeah. if you're if you're talking about like when i used to t- like oh how easy is it how easy is it to do it at you know a youtube video how easy is it to do this this sort of stuff and i'm like mate well for every one minute of video i used to put away four hours of time so if I'm releasing a six-hour video, a six-minute video, sorry, that's 24 hours of my time that I have to invest. That includes scripting, that includes yep. recording the gameplay footage, that includes editing the gameplay footage down, recording the voice, mixing it all down, and then releasing it. That's a and and that's after you get good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it, it is it is not it is not a small process. It's not a long. It's not a short process by any means. So if you're out there and you and you're considering starting, you know, to get into the YouTube field right now, all the power to. It is a really, really good thing. When you release a video and it hits and you're proud of it, it's a fucking brilliant feeling. And then you see people watch and you see people comment on it and it's good work. It is a great, great feeling. Don't think you'll get out of it in five minutes. Don't think it'll take you an hour to do a YouTube video. It, it will not. It's at least four hours of preparation and work for every one minute of good like video content. That's yeah. it's a fucking rough number. <laughs> That's daunting, man. Like when you put it into those types of metrics, I'd say that would probably scare off a lot of people too, where yeah. they they see their content creators on YouTube or on Twitch or podcasts and like, oh, how hard is it to talk into a microphone or record some gameplay? And as you said, like any, any Tom, Dick and Harry could, yes, record their screen and then upload it with nothing. But when you want to add a little bit of flair to it and some, yep. some substance and something with it more sort of depth to it, then yeah, the hours you've got to put in to get it to that level are very substantial across all those platforms. hundred percent. And you see a lot of people sort of record, uh, like if they want to do a five minute review, they'll record five minutes of straight footage and just play that straight footage. But then you see the, the people who go that extra mile and you'll see that they will edit parts of the video in that directly relate to what they're saying Yeah. at that moment in time. They're the kind of people who've spent the extra time. I'm not, it's not, a, it's not a shortcut to just record a chunk of footage and release it. In fact, that's what I ended up doing towards the end. Cause it was just too fucking hard to, yeah. to go through 40 hours of it ed- and edit footage. Cause you know, you record all your gameplay and then you end up there with a pen, pen and paper and you go, okay, okay. I want to talk about this part. Um, at six hours in on Tuesday, I, I hit that part and you go back and find it when you cut it all out and you put it in with the audio and shit like that. Like if you don't have time to do that, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're 100% correct. And I think Brendan could attest to this one as well. I mean, uh, when we were planning to launch the Patreon, when, uh, you know, the AP Collective was, you know, we're in our planning stages of it all. Um, There was that pitch video that was thrown uh, to us with the draft and everything. And uh, I threw up my hand uh, halfway through it, halfway through the production of that. And I said to Brendan, I'll go, hey, um, I wouldn't mind uh, having a go at this, you know. Um, We already had a draft ready to go and everything. I I, I viewed it beforehand and I said, listen, I, I think I could probably make this uh, look a little bit more convincing, uh, a little better to uh, sell us. 
And um, Brendan... Full spoilers. Yeah. You did. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad I did. Um, But yeah, uh, and you're right, Perko, like for every four minutes, for every minute, there's four minutes of prep. Uh, Yeah. it, It is fucking... It is draining at moments, uh, you know, to edit a video. Uh, like, Brennan always says to me as well when I upload a, a, a teaser video to Twitter or something, like, I, I do it weeks in advance to say, oh, you know, hype, where we're about to launch a new podcast or a video series and everything. And I've been being labeled by a lot of people within the community the hype man because of, like, the amount of times that I upload a trailer or something. You have to have a love and devotion to and a no to, to do these kind of things. If you mm. don't love video editing, if you don't love sound editing, if you don't love any of that, you're not a content creator. If you are simply in it for the money, uh, for the power, yeah. and all that kind of shit, then I don't know whether you belong here in, within That's the true. community. It, it's one of those things where you need to have a love for what you do and what you output. Sometimes a lot of people don't have confidence. Confidence is another thing. Love for the content is another thing altogether. Um, and I feel like that message has kind of gotten uh, jumbled in a way. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people have got that message mixed now, uh, where like a lot of people who output um, a lot of content think that as soon as they output that content, it's going to be successful. They're going to make money. They're going to love it. They're going to be able to live off this forever. It's that's not how it works. Man, I can I can guarantee you right now, after running USM for what is about three and a half years, yeah, I have made zero dollars. I have yeah. made absolutely nothing. Uh, not yeah. not a fucking thing. In fact, I've probably spent quite a few hundred. I've probably spent, oh God, if if I include my trips, because you know, it, I'm I'm lucky enough to have gotten, um, you know, things like media passes and stuff in the past, and that's really really great. Mm. That's just the ticket in. Yeah, I've got to, you know, we we got to supply our own trips there. If if I look at the amount that I've actually spent on USM for for, for literally no monetary gain, mm. it'd be thousands. It'd be thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. However. Yeah. I do get opportunities. I get to yep. go to fucking packs yep. with a media pass. Man, kids dream of shit like that. And that's the stuff that, that really, really matters, I think. It's not about the money. And, and that's like you just said. You've got to love this shit. You have to love it. It is incredibly rewarding and it's incredibly cool to be a part of this community. But fuck, it's a lot of work. It's sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. There's big 100%. time sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that too because I know that for a fact like... Uh, doing this for over a good decade now, it's coming up to 12 years of content creation for me personally from Jesus. booting up my YouTube channel back in 2007. So you're um, a proper masochist. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a good t- chunk of time away from doing it because I fell out of love of it. And I knew that if I fell out of love that I wasn't going to make content. And that's essentially what happened. Um, but bringing it back to making content again, I, you know, I always knew that if I booted, uh, if I if I ever got the chance of making a podcast, which has kind of put that idea in my head when we're going to make that PlayStation podcast. Um, it kind of got my juices flowing again. All those creative juices started to come back. Um, and then once Pez got the job at 2K, it kind of went flat again. But with uh, the success of Dash Culture, again, it kind of uh, made me want to make more content on top of that. And that's kind of like what's happened now at DashGamer.com um, you know, and my involvement with 8-Bit as well. It's just made me want to do all do these again. things again. Um you know, making podcasts, video content, writing again. That's one thing I never thought I would do again is actually write again. Um, you know, all these different things, all these different avenues have garnered me much more success than what I had back in the heyday of creating content. Because let me tell you something, creating content back almost a decade ago was way harder than what it was, than what it is now. Yeah. Uh, convincing PR companies, you know, some of these guys that, you know, we talk, we... we I'd say us three uh, have a lot of luck in terms of 
you know, PR companies and actually talking to a lot of these people. Uh, Brendan, uh, you know, especially with you and your involvement with Audio Technica as well, um, you know, we, we, we have to consider ourselves blessed in that way because we get to actually reach out to these companies, these PR companies and say, hey, we're from this, uh, this company, we'd like to review this game or we'd like to review this product. How would they? How would you guys uh, handle that? And it's almost instantaneous these days. They say, "Yeah, no problem. You guys are cool. Here you go." So, uh, but back then it was like you had to scrounge, scratch, claw your way to convince these companies to actually allow you to even a single video game. Mm. Um, it, it's a lot harder back then. These days, I find it a little easy now. Maybe a little too easy sometimes, but easier now than what it was back then. Um, definitely, hands down. Um, but in saying that too. I want to actually jump back a little bit to mm. uh, everybody's heyday. Um, Brendan, I'll start with you. Um, the laying the laying the foundation of it. <clears throat> how how did you go ahead with like what was the initial idea of actually booting up eight bit and getting everybody involved? Yeah, so I've always been pretty hyperactive and multifaceted. Always trying to, and I've always got other little side projects and things. I remember when I was finishing school and just starting work, I had this. Uh, I started this clothing label called Emissary mm. and then I met, um, started, like I gave some merch to a band. They had no idea. They asked me to manage them. I managed that band and then it <laughs> snowballed into, I had like 10 bands I was managing and I was booking gigs and touring around the country and across across the globe for a few events as well. Oh, and cool. it sort of went from that, but I sort of fell out of, fell out of that a little bit and, and sort of some things in the home life, you know, had a pretty toxic relationship that was sort of dragging things down and- right real life work was starting to get busy so I couldn't invest the time so I shut that down yeah and you know I've always I've always loved video games and pop culture I've been been around it since I could walk I've always had a, a console or a con- controller pretty close by to me since since my infancy and I just loved it and um, I was talking to Reese and Sam um, way back when about like hey maybe we could we could start a podcast or something and, and we parked that idea and 8-Bit started as a blog that covered video games, pop culture and actually food of all things. Obviously, anyone that's <laughs> followed me on any form of social media knows half my body is made up of burgers and, and smoked meats. So yeah. <laughs> we were reviewing like burger haunts and you know local hotspots. And, and so we had uh, the written sort of medium was where we first started and then um, as as you guys know, like writing articles takes a lot of goddamn time oh, and yeah. writing a good article and having it edited and it flow and hit those main points in the order you want to, it's not an easy thing. So no. we started with that, but um, over time realized that, uh, you know, that the time we could spend in that and with more freeform discussion that the Hungry Gamers started up where we're like, let's combine all this and we'll talk about these burgers we've been eating, the games we've been playing the movies we've been watching, whatever else comes to mind. And, and that's sort of where the Hungry Gamers um, came about. And then 8-Bit sort of morphed itself into this sort of back-end hub that hosted the Hungry Gamers. And then over time, we we brought in more um, more more content, we did some video stuff, did some uh, more podcasts in some other realms, then brought in other people. So yeah. yeah, it started from just a love of geeky stuff and fried foods. And now it's this, yeah, this big uh, Voltron beast that uh, does a bit of everything. Right. Mm. Um, I should ask you, do do you think that um, over time with 8-Bit, like its involvement with other people and everything, its branding, the, especially like you guys have uh, some great designing t-shirts um, mm-hmm. and everything else and then your involvement with that branding, do you think that essentially the look of 8-Bit as well has gotten you further in terms of like, you know, sponsorship and everything else or that deal? 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I've yeah, always man, been a very fucking dope. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've always been a very visual person, yeah. and I like puns. So hence hence the where the eight bit came about. Like eight mm. bit related video games, AATEs in eating food. I'm like, let's merge these universes together, and then. Um, I've always loved dinosaurs as well, especially T-Rex for anyone uh, that's, that sort of <laughs> no said shit. hated me once or twice. So so Craig the T-Rex was pretty much the face of the company from the get-go and he's been a constant through pretty well all our all our branding and marketing and um, purple was, was our main color and we've sort of kept that throughout most of it as well. And yeah, branding's a huge part of this kind of stuff Like because mm-hmm. as you guys know, we're one little minnow in a sea of thousands of other fishies of, of all kinds of size yeah and definitely. you need to try and stand apart like you, your, your branding and everything else i think that's the first thing anyone sees if they're searching a podcast on itunes or yeah. on youtube and they see that logo and maybe the content hiding behind that might not be the best but if you've got a graphic there that's going to pique their interest go hang on i want to see what this is about this looks cool and maybe the the content translates and they can they enjoy it and they stick around or they move on yeah it's it's at eye level is buy level is the main thing and, and yeah. you want to you want to have some branding and some some logos and a style that makes you stand out because yeah when we're not the only video game geek culture outlet in Australia, mm. Australia let alone in the world so you yeah. want to try and differentiate yourself from a yeah. It's like yeah, a big green light that essentially gives it the word go and a lot yeah, of people yeah. go towards that that direction, which is great. And, uh, you know, once again, I believe that that's what's great about 8-Bit in a way that you guys have a unique look and that helps uh, helps your brand out in a way. Um, yeah, look at, like we're getting 3D printed purple T-Rexes now. <laughs> he's holding that's up, for audio sick. listeners, he's holding up a big purple 3D T-Rex. Yeah. Oh, man. That's um, fucking sick. Hey, uh, Perko, in terms of uh, the foundation of uh, USM, obviously you guys kind of um, have this niche audience in a way, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of partisan with um, uh, Wilco doing Locked On Lads at the yeah. moment, whereas previously it was called Wilco's Chill Zone and everything else. Um, you know, he's obviously got um, his podcast Locked On and all that. Um, how do you and guys... 400,000 other podcasts. Yeah, you t- <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah. I love um, the man. But he, he, gives, he gives you a run for your money, Dasho, like I he swear. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what, he's going to give me a run for his money uh, with uh, what's apparently happening over at uh, LockedOnLads.com. Uh, there's a bit of a plug well. for Wilco. Yeah, he's definitely. Well, boy. Very um, proud of the boy. So tell me about the foundation of USM, um, how it came about, why you guys um, wanted to do it, and how you feel uh, things are going to go from this point forward. Uh, USM started with me and a dude who's not a part of it at all, anyone named Duncan. Um, okay. Back in the day, we were sitting around and we used to read a bunch of game reviews and stuff like that. And we were very, very... I was disappointed because oh. it seemed like it seemed like every game outlet was saying the same shit about the same games. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like everyone was praising the same stuff and it seemed like anytime anyone was being critical of something, they weren't being constructively critical. They were just being critical of it because it got views. Yeah. So we had a discussion and I wanted to start USM... Um, as a place to talk about games intelligently yeah. where you could host opinions on things not be attacked about your opinions as long as you're being constructively critical um, we always wanted to wear a heart on our sleeve it was never mm-hmm. it was never a thing where it was you know we, we were always sort of like we're going to be as open and honest about this as we possibly can about everything that we feel and um, and, and move forward from there from the get go we we really pushed community 
and building a place where people felt safe to express opinions and people could come and, and say, hey, I, you know, this is what I think about this and this is what I think about this. And no one would sort of say, no, nah, well, you're wrong and you're an idiot because you disagree with what I think. We always really, in fact, I, I openly welcomed people with differing opinions and yeah. wanted to offer a safe space for them to express those opinions sometimes as long as they were being, again, constructively critical and not just critical because they were dicks. Um, yeah. And that's sort of where where it started. I'd like to say it's still sort of there in the community. We have mm-hmm. many. If 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 you're if you're a member of our Discord community, it hasn't been as busy as of late, but there's been some incredibly large discussions about a wide range of topics, right. not just gaming related, um, yeah. all walks of life. Um, I'd say you guys are probably one of the largest Discord communities out there right now that are still active as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still pretty 100%. big. Yeah, we're still pretty big. Um, there's obviously other bigger ones and stuff like that, but uh, it, it shrunk a little bit recently because, again, all of us guys have sort of been incredibly busy in our daily lives. But USM started as a, a wear your heart on your sleeve, intelligent conversation about the medium that we love, which was video yep. games and pop culture. Yep. And I, I'd like to I'd like to think that it's still there. We don't do as much written stuff. Um, a lot of the people who started the podcast have moved on. Um which is great, but it's still something that I strive for. Like I am looking at, you know, I'm looking at doing podcasts and stuff again very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to, you know, I, I do, I do still want that um, differing opinions. I think it's boring when everyone on podcasts, when every single person on the podcast shares the exact same opinion. It doesn't yeah. make for good listening. It, it just doesn't. Um, so I, I do search for sometimes people that actively clash. Yeah. And then I find it interesting to try and get those people to get along enough to sit on a podcast for long periods of time. But, you know, um, that's the kind of stuff that that I think makes it interesting and I think makes it engaging. I think makes it unique. Um, doesn't always go according to plan, no. but that's, you know, that's where the foundations were and that's where they still are. I, I 100% agree with you. I think that that's also a thing that people don't look at as well when they're actually making content is, oh, we're mates and then we should all be mates and then we all should talk about this on you know, on podcast form, that's not always how it works. Um, you should always have a good chemistry, good dynamic. I think that's also what makes myself and buddies um, cool with each other when we do podcasts. Um, you know, the thing is, um, a lot of people think that me and Buddy kind of uh, argue in our real life. Well, honestly, we do kind of, but it's <laughs> it's not it's not because we hate each other. It's because we have different opinions. But that's what makes our d- dynamic great. We talk to each other on a daily because we just we love each other. But the the thing what the thing is, our opinions could not be any different from each mm. other at times. Um, and I believe that's what makes good listening as well. Because you could uh, sit there with a friend and say, oh, I completely agree with you, 100%. Yeah, you are right. That makes boring entertainment. No, uh, You want to be entertained when listening to a podcast. Or else, guess what? Your, your podcast is just the next button. Because yeah. nobody would want to hear... You know the exact same opinion spread across three people. Mm-hmm. It's just boring conversation. Yeah. Um, we have, well, I mean, it, it, it's like God, there were some people in the, like uh, one of my very good friends in real life, Joey, um, mm-hmm. who used to be on the USM podcast for about a year. Him mm-hmm. and Wilco, cl- <laughs> fuck, God, it was, him and Wilco <laughs> clashed all the time. Wilco, the dude who loves you know Ubisoft and stuff like that. Yeah. Joey outright hates anything that Ubisoft does. <laughs> hates anything Bethesda does. Yeah. Hates most mainstream games and it yeah. was like getting him on the podcast each week where Wilco is like oh man Just Cause 4 is coming out and Joe was like fuck you and your opinions <laughs> <laughs> it was it was sometimes very challenging but it, it yeah. made for interesting listening I think um, yeah. but yeah it was yeah, it's, I, I, don't, I don't think you should factor that in if you're going to start something and, you, and you're going to and you, and you want to push for it 
make sure you don't you're not creating an echo chamber. Don't don't be the same as everything else out there because it's there's too much of that. And we we want to we want to foster discussion again. Not not being critical of things just to be an asshole. We want to be constructively critical. Don't just say this thing's fucked. Say look, here's why I think it's fucked, and here's what I think probably could have fixed it. Yeah, you know, don't just have an opinion. Have back yeah. it up with something. Back it up with some substance. No, no, one hundred percent. I I feel like that that's a problem a lot with uh, content creators as well. So you know, uh, I've definitely con- constructive criticism, uh, but definitely having a little bit of creative differences uh, could actually help benefit um, your show in a way. Uh, I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, or like even just thoughts and you know criticisms or constructive criticism, not creative differences. I should say constructive criticisms towards each other would help a dynamic. Um, you've got to have a great dynamic, a great flow, understand how your co-host even talks to you because there are times when you are actually co-hosting a show um, where you'll have other co-hosts with you that just talk over you or don't understand how your your flow works. I believe that working on that can be a thing as well, especially like going to your very... If, if you've been doing 100 episodes of a podcast, but you go back to and visit your very first episode of your podcast... Absolute shit. <laughs> Would not recommend going to listen to those first few Hungry Gamers episodes just quietly. <laughs> no. There is uh, quite a few dumpster fires in there. Like, yeah. like as as you guys said, um, our podcast was formed with mates that I've known for, for 10 plus years. So mm. you, you've got that sort of unspoken um, acknowledgement of knowing how you are in a conversation, how things mm. are going to flow. But then there is still some variations because you you are sort of mindful that you are in a microphone and you, you're trying to get those points across so yeah don't 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 try and be the everything i think you got to play to your strengths um yeah, definitely you know like um like reese who started the hungry games with us love him to this he's one of my best mates but he's no longer on the podcast just because um you know he get too caught up sometimes in just trying to be the funny man all the time like even when it was irrelevant and you, you know you gotta you gotta know how the show is shaped and how you know what the plan is to get from point a to point b and deliver quality content you don't need to be the all-star of every single episode and i guess that's the the important part is having that anchor Uh, the anchor position and this is this this is something that i was lucky enough in when starting because I, i came from a background in radio there's a reason why there's an anchor and there's a reason why there's other people who who take cues from the anchor the anchor's job is to keep the show on track the anchor's job is to be the meeting organizers the person that goes okay guys we've spent enough time on this topic move on to the next topic and yep. it's kind of their job to keep everything in line Definitely. in some ways make sure if you're going to start this stuff make sure from the outset you figure out who the anchor is yeah because that is incredibly important to keeping the show running consistently and smoothly yeah. really really important like yeah. really important you bring that up as a good point uh, because uh, only a couple uh, last month I should say uh, back at E3 time we did um, myself and Buddy did our Dash Culture E3 specials for three nights in a row um, the first show was great I felt that it was great but I got some constructive criticism from Buddy the next night he was like listen I need you to steer the show properly tomorrow night I'm like it was fine tonight and he's like no it really wasn't I'm, I'm giving it to you I'm telling you now I need you to steer it properly tonight because I felt like it was too much of one thing not enough of another thing this person wasn't talking as much as this person I need you to kind of fix that I'm like cool we can do that tonight after we had a four-man show the first night a five-man show the next night so it was probably going to be a tougher task to actually steer that shit it's a yep. lot of cooks in the kitchen my man exactly <laughs> yeah and the thing is right when you are a host of a show you kind of lead that anchor as well like you kind of have to lead the show 
Um, so there, may, there might be one person talking about something and the other person wants to get in their point. And it's like, well, okay, fair enough. I'm going to have to play that anchor and make sure that this person gets a point in and this person gets a point in, but also time it and make sure that people are knowing what they're talking about and not go for too long. Yep. Um, so yeah, there is that point. Um, and then like after the show, Buddy came to me and said, you did an excellent job tonight, dude. Well done. Um, so it's, it is those kind of things that you're right, Perko, that when you are anchoring a show, you need to make sure that there is the lead and then there are the people who are actually putting their input in and then, okay, so let's get on with the next topic. Yep. So it's that kind of thing. Um, you're, you're 100% correct because if it's not steered the right way, you can lose a lot of people within 10 minutes of... You know, or you end up waffling on about fucking some topic that was completely not even on, on the agenda for, for 35 minutes and you've half the audience has just gone, well, I'm listening to this for video games. They've been talking about fucking learning Mandarin for the past 40 minutes. I'm not too sure what the hell's going on anymore. Like, you know, so. Brendan, I can see you're thinking of something. <laughs> what are you going to say? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you guys. Like, yeah. it's it's very much, it's it's a it's a line from a song that you can use in just about every act of life. The old Kenny Rogers, you know, you've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them when you're, <laughs> yeah, when 100%. you're sort of, um, when you're hosting these things, you, you sort of got to bounce it out to, to your co-hosts and then you pull it back in, you know, you get their opinions and then maybe you do your wrap up and then, okay, on to the next thing, on to the next yeah. thing, on to the next thing. You want it tight, you want it punchy yeah. and you want it clear and concise. So I'm going to mix this uh, topic up into and branch it off now into two things. So obviously trying to anchor, we're trying to also each of us lead communities, mm. um, you know, and uh, also making sure that, you know, everybody's doing their part within our communities, our respective communities as well. Um, so Brendan, obviously you've taken up this um, job, I should say, of uh, taking care of 20 plus content creators under one banner, um, you know, and each thing, um, each podcast i could say that comes together to bring each podcast under 8-bit or even just content creation itself um do you get worried at all um that the message gets muddled in any way like or not even muddled that there are too many cooks in the kitchen like you said before that are trying to even give the same message across so for example um dash culture is a pop culture podcast um you know elder speaks games is a gaming podcast you know we might say the same uh, we might talk about the same thing. Um, do you feel like there's that worry of having, you know, so much of the same thing under one banner? It might get a little convoluted. I I don't think so. Like like I did at first potentially about what this thing could expand into, but the more I thought about it, the more I've sort of come to terms with this whole content creation thing is about that content creator. Like yeah. You know, vast majority of us will be tackling pretty damn similar content or articles or news headlines. And it's just what's coming out of our mouths and our thought processes and our opinions that are going to differentiate the show. So, yeah, um, yeah like like Dash Culture might might cover topic A and then maybe, yeah, Eldar Talks Games covers topic A as well, but he comes at it from a completely different angle or The Hungry Games or whoever it might be. So I think it's yeah. very much... It's about the personalities that, that the fans and the community attach themselves to more yeah. more so than the content because, you know, if you want groundbreaking two seconds after his announced content, you know, you'd go to an IGN or something because they are finger on the pulse, 24-7 outlet, Correct. countless amounts of, of writers and sin. content creators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like with with eight bit, like we're never going to be on the the front line of of breaking global news ten minutes after it happened. Like with the way we're all mm-hmm. living full time lives, you know, full time work, families, children, 
and everything else in between, like we've just got to play to our strengths and our strengths is the the personalities we have amongst the collective. Yeah. So you will get diverse opinions and unique thought processes and various hot takes, some good, some bad, but like mm. that's where I see it all as opposed to a leader in, in yeah, breaking news. We're more of a melting pot of very unique personalities and individuals. I'll spin the question a little bit now from content creation to just essentially leading a community. Does it worry you um, at all, like taking that stance and sitting back and going, okay, I have this responsibility of taking care of all these guys at all. Like a good example is the PAX thing, like a a, a PAX deal, you know, trying trying to get everybody into one building under the same banner. Um, Yeah. Like it's, it's like herding cats. Like (laughs) I've, I've got 20 plus kids that I never knew I wanted, but now I've got like, I am, I'm the headmistress of that show Madeline. Yeah. you know with all them little kids <laughs> yeah. you know but they're all angels but we've look got a all bit the kids like from the wrong no, side I'm of the track <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit bustier these days yeah. but um real but yeah man like i think you've got to you've got to have faith yeah. in your people like faith in your friends faith in your content creators because it all is a passion project for us at mm. the end of the day like we're not retiring and we're not you know <laughs> living like big corporate fat cats here from our oh, no. our podcast dollars <laughs> But so you gotta you gotta have faith in the person and and the people you're working with. So you, you yeah. know you, you gotta be a good judge of character. And I, that's yeah. I was, that's what I was waiting for you to say that because I think that's that's what it comes down to. And you're very very good at that. You're incredibly good at that, Brendan. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's, it's judging it's, character. It's it's tough. Like um, you know, we've all we're all here for the same reasons. Like especially the three of us on on this podcast and the yep. other extensions of our various outlets that we work with. Like. Yep. I think we're lucky in the fact that between us all, you know, we've got 30, 40 plus people that we're, we're working with that are good, genuine people here for the right reasons. There is mm. some absolute turds out there. Don't get me wrong. Fucking hell there. But you've got to be careful with who you're working with because, yeah, the yep. brands that we're representing, all it takes is one random tirade on social media or, you know, just a, a bad experience at an event where – you know, the, the 8-bit name or the, the Dash name or the Ultra Super Mega name has this asterisk beside it for, for the yep. foreseeable future. Yep. And, yep. and it's hard because it's out of your direct control. Like, you've, you've got to have faith in, in your people. That's where I think that the most important part in trying to lead communities is is, is your setting your values. So yeah. the people that are obviously drawn to communities are there for a reason. If they're there yeah. for the wrong reasons, they will spread the wrong message. If you're If you have strong values and you make those values known and the people inside your communities spread those values and uphold those values in their day-to-day lives, I think you'll find that you're pretty safe. You're, you're safer than, than than you would be if you just, you know, we're like, oh, this is what we're about. Now go do your thing. Like yeah. it, it's it's having those, it's, it's wearing those values on your sleeve and going, okay, guys, yep, look, this is what we're about. Live it, breathe it. If you want to be a part of this community, we'll support you all the way. If you want to create content for us, we'll support you all the way. We'll give you avenues to go there. But God, guys, just remember that this is why we're here. We're here for these open conversations. We're here for for constructive criticism. We're here for this. We're here for that. We're not here to just hang shit on people. If you hang shit on people, I'll I'll, I'll fucking kick you out of the community. Like, don't be an asshole. Mm -hmm. But we're here for the right reasons, okay? And if you, you want to be here with us, then all the power to you. Let's let's do it together. You know. Yeah. And it's about building that. It's about building those values and building that sense of being a part of something because that's why yeah. i find that most people stick to these communities because they're a part of something yeah. and that it's it's a cool thing to be a part of 100 percent agree with you perko and it's 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 one of those things where with myself 
um, even uh, rebooting dashgamer.com uh, in a way uh, and having the support behind uh, you know even Brendan himself and other people within our community um, you know like I could have easily not done it like I could have easily just said no I'm not going to reboot Dash Gamer at all um, because I feel like if I do um, I might upset Brendan I might upset other people by doing this um, because it's a separate entity in its own um, but you know Brendan's been 100% supportive behind it which has been great um, it's just no- get more sleep damn it <laughs> exactly <laughs> there's no it's no lie uh, that you know between the two brands of Dash Gamer and 8-Bit being separate entities there um, that it's kind of played a little part in a small separation between myself and my involvement with 8-Bit um, you know I wish I could probably make more content with 8-Bit um, as a mm. brand itself but it's just impossible at times because you're trying to you know uh, make something different to what 8-Bit's vision is as well. Um, whereas 8-Bit is a multimedia network, uh, whereas DashGamer.com is, you know, we're, we're trying to be a multimedia network, but we're also creating um, writing as well. Mm. Like we're trying to do creative writing and reviews there as well uh, in a different, even in a different format, in different light. Um, whereas, um, you know, with 8-Bit, I think with 8-Bit, we're strictly kind of like a, a podcasting uh, and a video making uh, community there. Um, you know that, that that's one thing and there's another thing I still want to put my hat into both of those categories or yeah. you know dip my toes in both of those categories it's a struggle it is a huge struggle at times because I believe that sometimes when I'm restricted to one thing and believe I can do more and if I believe I can do more I'm going to go do more yeah. so it's it's one of those things not, not saying that Brennan restricts me in any way because he doesn't um, if anything Brennan helps me um, I, it's just that um there's a vision uh, for both of our communities right now. And I think that if anything, we're both doing our best at making sure that we're leading that yep. in a way. Brendan leads- the, vision. the difference between a manager and a leader is those visions. Cause a manager, manager can manage those people to get there, but if they don't have the vision, they're not leading shit. Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, so, exactly. you know, if, if, if you got that vision and you know how to get there, just, you know, you, you can get there on your own. Correct. I think it's also yeah. worth pointing out that there's no, there's no money in what we're doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh. I think, you know, if any person in the community that would actively try and hinder one of their friends and colleagues, because you know we're, we're we're all colleagues in this, we, we do this out yeah, of the yeah. passion of the passion of the content and passion of the the medium, which is video games and pop culture and stuff. We're all colleagues in this. For any person in the Australian gaming community that would actively trash talk someone for doing their own thing and try and trying to better themselves, yeah. we, and not. And they're not being an asshole about it. Yeah. It's, you know, if, if everyone's just out there, you know, trying to better themselves and trying to release good content, then then whatever. Like, obviously, there are people out there that, that might be an asshole about it and stab people in the back and say mean things and stuff. And those people, yeah, you know, they're, they're not they're not that great. But I'm talking about the actual general people that go, hey, look, like like you know, you dash the Wilkos of the world that you know want to go do that and want to write for things and do their own stuff. Absolutely zero problem with it. None. Support yeah. them to the ends of the world because yeah. we need more of it in this country. We honestly do. We need yeah. more people out there creating content, more people following their dreams, and more people are part of this incredible community that, that is this, you know, the gaming community of Australia. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because I, ne- I never really brought it up to Brendan that I had in mind to reboot Dash Gamer. Um, and I just kind of did it. And I was just mm. like, okay, here it is. I'm rebooting dashgamer.com. It's happening. Because I felt that I needed to, personally, in my heart, I needed to start making that content again. Um, 
Brendan never had a problem. He could have no. easily rang me and said, listen, I feel like this and that. Not to say that, you know, the, the conversation has never kind of come across. Like, with me and Brendan, we kind of had a conversation recently where we said we're both... Brendan put in a great analogy, which was we're both steering separate ships heading towards the same goal. Yeah. I believe that 100% he is correct with that with that stance. We are both steering separate ships heading towards the same goal. Um, not in saying that, though, like we... I'm, I still identify myself as 8-bit, regardless, because I want to create content with 8-bit. Shit, I'll even like identify myself as Ultra Super Mega if you wanted me to. Yeah. It, it's just a case that like if Brendan came to me and said tomorrow, hey, um, I'm out for uh, The Hungry Games. I need a host. I need you. Cool. Yeah. Done. I'm in. And it's just one of those things where I will be there 100% if Brendan needs me. Have you got a yeah. spare ship? Because mine's hit the fucking reef. <laughs> 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 but um yeah no it, it was a great analogy and i think brennan uh hit the nail on the head with it yeah i think um, he did it, it, it's also one of those things where you know um we have had um different stances on stuff um it was funny because the very i think the second episode of uh, summer assembly required we did um we bought up patreon and I remember discussing it with the guys on. Pa- they were like, "How do you feel about Patreon?" And we're about to launch Patreon. And no shit, I had worked on that video for like hours. I was up till like three a.m., four a.m. the night previous before. <laughs> and we you got trashed, it. did you? Fuck. And I trashed it, but I didn't oh, mean. <laughs> but I didn't mean to trash it. What I mean, what I meant to say was like, it was. I did have a different stance on Patreon and the way I thought about Patreon and everything else. Now, actually being a part of the 8-bit Patreon, it has helped us tremendously yeah. in terms of like just... Man, hosting like, costs and services, they're fucking expensive, dude. That's the thing. expensive like, shit. Taking the money in, like Brennan's Brent been good with it and he's been, I've been able to kind of uh, pay off everything uh, as I go. So like when the money comes in, the money goes back out almost yeah. immediately. It's just like, here you go, here you go, SoundCloud, straight to you. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where that's how business works. Um, and I believe that... You know, we, that's why I asked you, th- you two, to be part of this um, roundtable tonight because I believe that if we go back a couple of years ago uh, to where our community was, um, you two were leading the charge, I believe, in that in that regard. There was Eight Bit and Ultra Super Mega, um, and I believe that you two were doing a tremendous job at, at what you were doing. Um, and when I spoke to a lot of people, you two were the people that apparently, like you two were the people that people were talking about leading communities in the Aussie podcasting and uh, the, well, the smaller scene, you know what yeah. I mean? Like um, creating content and podcasts and everything else. Um, people were like, yeah, Brendan White and Matthew Perkins are doing a, a tremendous job right now with 8-Bit and Ultra Super Mega. And then and I, I moved to, to North check- fucking Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, kids. And I, and I personally had to check it out and I saw that it, it was fantastic content. So, in terms of like me looking over to what you guys were doing, there was definitely some inspiration in wanting to get back back into this as well, and you know that's what led to me actually booting up another podcast and getting onto it. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like with the point you were making before too, Perko was there were there are definitely people within our community that see this in a negative light, and I definitely don't agree with what they say. I believe that we should all be working together, and that's what spawned some assembly required in the first place. I wanted to get as many. I want to get as many communities together to sit down like this and talk yep. on an open forum. I don't want some assembly required to ever be a closed forum or a closed off um, house as well. I want to make sure that when you come onto this show, you Speak have your mind. 
Yeah, that's right. You yeah. have the grounds to say whatever the fuck you want. I think it would be different if like we, you mentioned before how easy it is now to get to get things like you know game codes and stuff like that, and to get on yeah. these on these lists. I think that helps it in a little way because realistically, there's not there's not that much to gain out of. I mean, yes, we get to go to things like packs, and that's really really good. And I understand that that is you know. I mean, I, just this week, someone was like, "Oh man, you got to go to packs last year. That was really rad." And I was like, "Yeah, it was really fucking rad, dude." I'm incredibly grateful for that. I'm going in this year, and I'm. I'm legitimately humbled by that because I honestly don't think I deserve to go this year. And I'll be the first person to say that. But, you know, and I, but there's really not that... There's, there's no money involved. There's no contracts involved. It's not like... If if there was, then maybe there'd be a reason to get mad if someone wants to do their own... Maybe there'd be a reason if, if someone wants to do their own thing. But even then, like, there's, there's enough video games for all of us. <laughs> there's enough content yeah. creation. There's enough people out there listening and, and wanting to follow personalities and wanting to be a part of these things that I don't think I don't think there ever has to be a reason to be to, to try and stifle someone else just because they want to do their own thing. I think a lot of it comes from the fear of sharing the spotlight. Yeah. I think that's the yeah, biggest fair. thing. Like people are so hesitant to shout out other podcasts or communities on their podcast because they think shit they all my listeners are going to jump across to them the second i announce it so i think there is a lot of insecurity in yeah. in this space and like it's something that we've probably all dealt with through the agpn which is you know where we sort of wrangled all these other podcasts there's a little bit of a facebook related melting pot where we're sharing episodes and ideas and, and get together at at some meetups and then see everybody at um at packs but there is still a lot of hesitancy i've noticed mm. oh, with some outlets like either they're they're hesitant to approach or hesitant to ask you questions and you know i've i've been asked more times than i can count for contacts into audio technica or pr companies and whatever else and i'm happy to share them with anybody but like you know it's it's interesting to see some of these people that you know shall remain remain nameless but you know i'm happy i'll give anyone any uh any time of day that they request but the second some of these people get what they need they'll go back into their into their little community hub and cease communications with you and and not put it forward like you should be in this space because as you guys said like there's plenty of room for everybody in this in this space and there's yeah. there's room for more people to come on on the daily because who doesn't want to watch or listen or consume good content? Yeah, yeah. exactly. 100%. Like, uh, it, it, that's the other thing as well, Brendan. You, you, you're, you're right. Like with some assembly required, again, I bring it up. I wanted to get everybody together, but I wanted to make sure that when I did it, I branded it to the point where I wanted to make sure that not only are these communities going to be a part of it, I'm going to make sure that I have other involvement. Like and I brought it up from the inception, Brendan, when I came to you and I said, listen, I've got, I've got this idea and this yeah, is man. what I'm going to be doing. And then I said to Brendan, I go, you're going to be on one because this is how I'm planning it. Um, this is how I want to do it. Um, you know, when I took that branding and I took it to other people within our hub there within the, that group and they were like, okay, so this is, this is our group. I'm like, yeah, it's our group and we can do episodes like this and this will probably be the regular, the norm, but I am going to get outside involvement in the future. Just to let you know, there was some hesitancy, No, no, not going to lie, but uh, I said there shouldn't be because we all want to work as one and make sure that we're striving towards that same goal. If one of us within this small community gets to that goal, guess what? That one is going to help the rest that were with us along the way. They are not going to ignore you. Um it's not, you know, like 
getting into packs is great. It's the goal, I believe, like when we say that analogy, Brendan, that ship, that ship analogy, I believe that goal at the end of like every Each year, yeah. Yeah, it's the com- it's the culmination of it's the culmination it's the, of your hard efforts for the year. It's that it's like, one yeah. fucking pass to get into that fucking building here in Melbourne at the end of each year. It's the golden believe, ticket. That's right. That's what everybody says it is, is the golden ticket, right? For me personally, it's just it's another day and I get to hang out with mates. That's what how I see it. It's great to mingle, great to meet people, great to form new uh, relationships with uh, company different different community management from different companies. Thumbs up. I'm happy with that. The past for two me, years, man, I couldn't agree more. This year, I'm treating that thing like a motherfucking golden ticket because, like I said before, <laughs> I don't deserve it and I need to do something while I'm there to fucking make up for it because, Christ, it's been a rough year. <laughs> it's, it's been, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. It's one of those things where even, like, uh, seeing that, a lot of people uh, have, I don't want to say, uh, like, this. there's disagreements uh, within the community that uh, whether people actually deserve to actually get in or not. For me, personally, I sit back and I look at it and go... Well, yeah, kind of, but uh, you know what? I feel I feel like if they didn't deserve it, then they wouldn't. Oh, it's, this is more so. A, a, uh, I, I'm very, uh, uh, I, I'm very a, a self-reflective person. I don't feel like I deserve it. No, based no, no, on no, the no, I know, I know, I know, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, that there's got to be a reason why Pax wouldn't just turn around and be like, "Hey, here you go. Here's a ticket. Yeah, it's, get it's, in. Yeah. Have a walk around." No, there's a there's an evaluation process to everything as well. So obviously, the they've let. There have been some questionable decisions, um, but in terms of actually letting people in, uh, I believe that there are a lot of hard workers who um, have been given the uh, knock to the side and said, you don't deserve to be. It's like, well, I believe that some of them actually do. They've actually worked their asses off to actually get into that fucking building. Hmm. But you know what? At the end of it too, um, there's an understanding of, okay, there's next year. We'll just keep going and try again. We're still going to go. We'll still buy our passes. I've seen a lot of outlets do it. Um, I've also seen a lot of outlets that do it and then go there and aren't happy with their access regardless. And for me, that personally puts lets me down in a way because I, I, I consider some people friends that kind of do that thing. And I turn around and tell them, I go, just be lucky that you're here and hanging yeah, out dude. with mates because they want to hang out with you just as much as what like they give a fuck about what's around your neck. That That is that, that is re- realistically, that is that is the if I could do that every month just yeah. travel to a beautiful city hang out with mates see video games that before people get to see them and play them talk about video games get to interview people that I've looked up to for years of my life get to hang out with rad people meet new people network I do that every fucking month and that, that yeah. is just it, it is a it's it's such a good weekend it's a privilege Again, it's just it is yeah. I believe the real privilege is to be able to hang out with uh, people that you love Hmm. there at PAX I don't believe that the real privilege is getting into that joint for free I believe that you've worked your ass off every even if you have to pay for that pass at the end of the year be be understanding that there's always that next year and you're just going to work harder to strive to get in right Golden ticket, whatever the fuck. I don't. Like, the there's so many analogies I can put. The other thing you've it. got to do, and this is something that I I, 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 had a chat with one of our internal guys last year about this. He was very, very bitter about the fact that he didn't get a pass, mm. and I said, and he was like, "Well, this person, blah blah blah," and I was like, "Stop focusing outwards. Stop focusing outwards. There's obviously a reason that you didn't, and yeah. and whether or not it's popularity based doesn't matter. Whether or not it's anything based, it doesn't matter. Look internal. Stop." blaming other people stop looking at other people if you want to get there next year figure out what will get you in that door next year and then do it 
because that, yeah. that, it's it's up to you. It's it's not because like you it's they didn't overlook you because they had you know another person did this or did that. No, they overlooked you because these people are doing it better for whatever reason. You need to step your game up or, or, or whatever, or step your popularity up, step your reach up, step something up. Like realistically, yeah. focus inwards. Don't focus yeah. outwards. Forget what yeah. other people are doing. Yeah. Focus inwards. Better yourself to get there. That's you yeah. know. 100%. Don't bitch about other people. There's no fucking point in it. No. <laughs> I believe that that's in partisan of it. Like, take take away your time from bitching people and actually put in work and effort. You know, that will lead to actually these opportunities. And I'm, just, I'm not just talking about PACs. I'm talking about like Life community PR opportunities. You know, uh, talking with uh, people within that community. I'm, I'm blessed. Like, I get to talk to a lot of people. Um, and you know what? I, I kind of, I'm in that kind of a stance with you. Perko, uh, that sometimes I feel like I don't deserve it because um, I stepped away from the game for such a long time, I believe, like three to four years, I wasn't creating content um, before I came back to doing it again. And in within that time of actually starting again, I believe that being starting from the bottom and now air, but it's just like starting <laughs> from the bottom again uh, has been such a blessing in mm. disguise because I've been able to reestablish a new brand uh, being able to uh, recreate new content uh, within a brand new community uh, and get new friendships out of it. Uh, mm. I've known you guys now for over two years, which is great. Um, it's one of those things where I appreciate this, like what we're doing tonight more than what I would uh, going to PAX and actually go, do, walk in that showroom floor and, um, you know, like, yeah. yeah, we get to check out the wares and the new games and all that, but I appreciate this more. Because let's this face com- it, after one day of PAX, you've seen everything on the floor. Like, yeah, like you, really, uh, you really have. <laughs> The rest of the time is for drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which um, I, I plan to do this year. But it, it's one of those things where um, I appreciate this uh, more than what I do. And, and like it was one of, hmm. one of those things where uh, last year when the boys were there and I wasn't, and uh, the, you know, uh, you guys had Eight uh, Bit had their little dinner uh, the night before um, the the PAX thing started. Uh, well, the PAX started, I should say. Um, you know, I was on the phone with them. They're like, hey, where are you? I'm like, I'm too busy. I won't be there this year. Um, not that it put me out of it. I was kind of like, yeah, I, as much as I would love to be at that building, um, I would rather be at yeah. that dinner tonight more than anything. We bloody missed you. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we'll try and do it again. But it, like, it, it's it's still one of those things where I, I, I take that more hmm. than what I do seeing people at PAX more or, yeah. you know, the exhibition center with all that bullshit going on more. I am a person who likes a little bit more intimacy mm. uh, in terms of conversation. Um, I, I like the setting of a, you know, a smaller environment where I get to actually talk to a person and get to know them properly and get to know what they do. Yeah. You're, you know, you're, you're about interactions with people over interactions with the event itself. 100%. 100%. Because you know what? If the video games are great and all, but I'll get to play those in a year's time. Yeah. It's great. Fantastic. The game looks great. Two thumbs up. Yay. I'm a real media person now, guys. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. What I want to know is how how's your day going? How how's your thing going? Everything. I'll get to play that game next year. Great. Yep. Um if you want my thoughts on it, I'll play your game and I'll give you thoughts. That's great. But I, I just want to know how you were doing. How the personalities right are going in the community. Yeah, realistically, exactly. that's that's what you know, that's and to be honest, I don't think God, I don't think I would have probably been. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have oh, I probably wouldn't have battled through the shit and stuck around in the community if I didn't really love the people in it, I don't think. And yeah. I didn't really love the, the people in, in the wider community as well. Like it, every year seeing, you know, the 8-Bit Boys at PAX is a, is a fucking great. Seeing you, Dash, I saw you a couple of years ago. And again, I hope I get to see you this year. Yeah. Because you know, I'm, I'm, mate, you, I'm it for USM this year. 
I'm mm. I'm it. I'm the only person that's, that's going. That's it. So it's gonna be it's gonna be me wearing the USM shirts, running around doing as much as I possibly fucking can. You're rocking <laughs> one of them sexy button ups with your name embroidered on the chest again. <laughs> yes, except I've lost about fucking thirty five kilos since then, so it's gonna be hanging off me like a fucking raincoat. <laughs> well, that's just a trend these days, isn't it? Tall tees and like wearing things eight sizes too big. You'll fit oh, right in. I think so. Hopefully, <laughs> get yourself a new one printed up. I'm broke as sin. <laughs> well, this one only cost me like thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, I will. I will before the event. But um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a great event this year. I'm, I'm very very thankful that I get to go again, and I, I got to get back into some stuff. I've got to do some real soul searching for USM and 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 think about the future. Yeah. Um. In term in saying this as well, boys, like the struggles of actually making content and full time work mm. is another thing as well that we all go through. <laughs> Brendan, <Yeah>. it's like. <laughs> I could see Brent's face like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. This um, is uh, this is a yeah. can of worms. I'd say for all three. Go on. Of us. I want you to start this one, then, Brenda. Oh my goodness! Like, um, I guess it's it's improved for me this year, but the years prior, like, I had a job that saw me traveling three times minimum a month. So I'd be on a plane, working out of hotel rooms, living out of suitcases. Yeah. And then trying to find time to record, you know, sometimes I have a goddamn microphone in my suitcase and I'd record in a hotel and things like that. Mm. So it can wear you down. Like, especially like, as, as you guys said, it's, it's, this isn't paying our bills. This isn't putting food on the table for us. We are working the, the cliched nine to five, but I know all three of us would be working hours well outside those Um, early starts, late finishes, everything else in between. And then trying to to keep that level of energy high to record a podcast or do some voiceover work for a video or whatever it might be. It's tough, man. Like yeah. mm-hmm. to maintain that level of energy. And my job, like my job pretty much is to talk. Like I I sell solutions to the government and various people like that. So I'm just talking from when I walk out the door, I'm talking, talking, talking. When I get home, I'm talking, talking, talking. When I'm podcasting, I'm talking, talking. By the end of it, it's just like, fucking just everyone leave me alone i just want to go hide in the in the cupboard in the dark and eat my feelings or something you know so it's hard and like um you know i've I've sort of fallen into a situation now where i've got a young family so Mm. um you know that takes a lot of time and, and prioritizing the time with your loved ones like this is a passion project and this is like a yes an electronic baby i guess for lack of a better term with 8-bit but you gotta put time into what's directly in front of you sometimes and make sure they're getting cared for and getting the attention yeah. they deserve as well so it, it feels like i've got 10 balls in the air at any one time trying to juggle i can't juggle at the best of times let alone 10 of them but for the most part i seem to make it work and it's tough man i know perco you can you can relate to a lot of that sort of discussion especially with the young fam and, and the little man yeah definitely man definitely uh the, the only difference is that um i went through a, a, a quite public and and uh yeah i guess it was quite public a quite public separation about a year and a half ago where i kind of just lost my fucking mind for quite a few months there um but yeah it it is it is hard dude it is like it is hard enough bringing a, a young one into the world and trying to make a relationship work when you add an incredibly stressful and not just a job but a career on top of it and then downtime for yourself as well as whatever venture you might want to do, whether it be 8-bit or USM, it is, it is, yeah, it is, it is fucking hard. It is really, really hard. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't stress that enough. Now, not, not to say that, not to say it's not worth it because God, yeah. it is. 
hundred percent, it's worth it. I wouldn't, yeah. you, Brendan, you wouldn't do it. Dash, you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't worth it. And fair enough, I'm not doing it as much at the moment. But that's you know that sometimes, you know, your career gets a little bit too much, and you you got to spend more time on that, and that's fine. But it is worth it, you know. If if you want to do something like this, it it, it is it's brilliant to do. It's very very fun to do. You meet some of the best people you ever meet in your life. You're a part of something that you love. But it is a lot of fucking work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Um, but nothing in life is easy. No, exactly. No. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I have exactly the same sentiment as you guys. Like I going to work, coming home, and once again, it's that that thing. Twelve minutes of sleep, creating the content, uh, and actually making it uh, like the prep the prep time of actually making that content to put it up as well. It, it digs deep into your personal time um, because you have. Work life, and you know, I'll be honest. Constantly while I'm at work, I'm always thinking about new ways to actually, uh, you know, invent the reinvent the wheel. Basically, mm. trying to think of what I'm going to talk about tonight on the podcast, or what show do I want to uh, make now on the YouTube channel, or what kind of article would I want to have an opinion piece up on the on the website tonight. It's those kind of things there that not only work with your brain or during work time, personal time, and you know, other other times as well, but it. it, it it's mental health as well that kind of gets in the way of, you know, uh, striving towards that goal of creating content. Um, and I believe that, it, you know, with full-time work and mental mental health, those kind of two clash uh, in a way. Uh, <laughs> they, just, they just clash. Mental health and full-time work clash. They, they <laughs> really do. And especially when they clash and then you're trying to make content, it kind of puts up this invisible wall hmm. um, in front of you at times. You know, it gets really hard um, to, you know, create content while doing all these things and trying to juggle all these acts and um, it really like the writer's block is a thing that happens you know with a lot of writers and I get a lot of that um, but I believe that's part of that invisible wall theory uh, when trying to actually make content it's not just writer's block it's you know content block mm. you get a lot of um, like for example before we started the podcast I said to you boys I said I'm feeling a little murky murky brain uh, of the weekend I believe that you know part of it has to deal with um has to do with um, you know work and then not not getting enough sleep as Brendan puts, um, and he's probably right. Uh, a lot of it I have probably not gotten myself enough sleep, but my brain's always working on new things so that I want to work on with dashgamer.com or the YouTube channel or even some assembly. Um, and it's funny because uh, trying to lead the ship on one brand is one thing, and then trying to lead the ship on a, a separate brand that you're doing on the side, like some assembly is another thing as well, because not only am I working with dashgamer.com in that sense, I'm also working with eight different outlets in that yeah. sense too. And I think Brendan can attest to that as well, uh, because with that, Brendan has to essentially work with putting in work. It is what it is. Dash culture, Dash and Homesy, uh, all these different um, podcasts, but essentially are their own entities in their own right as mm. well. Um, and then like getting people together to actually work as one is a tough fucking gig. And when, when it all comes down to it with the struggles of full-time work, mental health just jumps in and fucking crashes you half the time. Yeah, Jen, hundred percent again. And I can't, Um, I can't, I can't even, God, I can't even count the amount of days that, you know, I've just gotten home and gone, nah, not today. Nope. I've got to work in about two hours. I'm going to do an hour of that work and then I'm going to fucking bed because nope. Not after today, not after, you know, and it's, you know, in, in no way, I, I said this before the podcast, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm busier than anyone else. I'm, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. but the way that each individual person handles stress and a busy life schedule is completely different. So what, you know, what, what is busy for Brendan is, is 
probably absolutely manic for me or vice versa. You know, you can, you can never really tell. All you can sort of understand is that, you know, it's, it's a lot of work on top of it. It is a, it, it is a full, like it is a full-time job on top of a full-time job. Yeah. All this, all the same responsibilities, all the same management skills, all of the same, all of the same remedial, like shitty little tasks you need to do for a full-time job. You have to do in this kind of role. And it is a full-time job on top of a full-time job. And then add family, which is another full-time commitment. It's not a job because, it, you know, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing that you do. Another full-time commitment on top of that. Fuck, it is rough. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> like, you know, and, but again, we do it because we love it. Yeah. Um, today's actually the two-year anniversary of my passing of my grandfather. Yeah. And I made that uh, public on Twitter two years ago. Mm. And the first person that messaged me was Brendan. He actually texted me. This was before I was even part of 8-Bit. Um, I had only met Brendan probably a couple times before that we played Mario Kart part of the Explosion Network nights a couple Kick, of times. Kicked your ass too, if I remember yeah, right. You, <laughs> you fucking did. Um, smoked me, mate. Uh, you and Buddy fucking were the ones that fucking took the took the lead on those. But um, yeah, it was funny. Um, I was... Um, so we, we did that a couple of times and then uh, my grandfather passed away two years ago on this date. And uh, the first person, uh, when I made that public, my, the first person to acknowledge that was Brendan. He texted me um, and, you know, just make sure that everything was okay and if I was doing all good. Um, and, yeah, I, I, was doing, I was doing all good. I believe that was the start of uh, our real friendship because what happened there was um, when we had, a, we had a couple of conversations after that and I think myself and Brendan have a lot of similar tastes and analogies and everything else. Um, in terms of like when things like this happen, we bury our head deep in, in work. Like we work because that's all we know. That's how we know how to do it. When things like this happen, we think like it's time to get to work because mm. if I stop and think it's just going to hurt more. And like it's it, that will always be something that I will respect about Brendan is because it's one of those things where I kind of grieve a lot differently to other people. Um, when it comes to creation and content, I believe that's also my mask on everything as well. Mm. And sometimes it can be to a person's detriment, but sometimes it can be to their benefit because it'll only um, make them want to do more, uh, want to actually make sure that they're doing more as well and making sure that they're at their very best. Mm. Um, now, once again, uh, not everybody will... Uh, will you know, with grief and all that. It's uh, a very personal health. thing. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It very much is. With that, not everybody takes it the same way. So I can understand that and can understand when people need time, they need time. Um, and there have been a lot of instances which won't, which I won't name or anything that have happened around the community that I know of that they've taken things differently. Um, but and they need time. I'll be and the first person to say I, I, I'm one of those people that doesn't take things very well. Sometimes I'm, I'm terrible at it. Horrible at it. <laughs> Horrible at it. I just well, melt the I'll fuck admit, down. Like even seeing some 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 of the things that you have done. Like I've even said to uh, Butters and Wilco at points as well. Like I'll, I'll always remember the um, the episode of Ultra Super Mega I hosted. By the way, which is still one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. Good, because myself and Wilco, it comes to that creative stance once again that we clash. But yes. it made such an entertaining episode, and I love doing it. But uh, I do remember that stance that you were actually down here in Melbourne um, mm. at the time. Uh, but I found out that you were also on a bender. And I was like, mm. I have to go find Poco. 
Uh, and they were like, no, don't even bother. And I'm like, I'm going to go find Poco because I, yeah, I'm worried about him. I go on journeys of self-discovery sometimes and sometimes I don't yeah. discover very much. <laughs> you mean PAX a couple of years ago? <laughs> oh, Christ, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but I'm, the, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to deal with that. It's still, that's a long process. Yeah. And as, as Brennan said, we, and as you yeah. said, we, we all grieve in different ways. And No, 100%. Yeah, um, um, it's one of those things where, yeah, mental health, um, and juggling content creation at the same time can be a real big struggle, especially if you are leading communities as well, mm. uh, because sometimes you have to mask that to make sure that the content creators that are underneath you don't know that you are struggling because then afterwards it becomes one big clusterfuck as well. Yeah, see, that's, 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 and this is where I, the first time I disagree with you on the podcast, I've been very vocal. About my struggles within the USM community. And I think that's helped. I think, I don't think, actually, no, I, I know that yeah. the guys wouldn't have stuck around if I had just done what I wanted to do and disappeared. Now, yeah. honestly, that's what I, I wanted to disappear. I, I wanted to, like, I, I really did. But instead, yeah. I was very vocal and honest. And I said, look, here, here's the deal, guys. This is what's going on. I'm seeking help. I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, but I've got to go deal with this right now. And, and I'm lucky that, again, those values and stuff about togetherness and sticking together and having each other's backs and stuff was strong enough in the community that everyone went, you know what, Matt? You know, you do you, and we'll be here when you're waiting. And it's happened reverse as well. Like, it, it, there's been other times that other people in the community have gone, hey, boys, I'm leaving the community for the moment. This isn't a pissed off thing. I need to do this because I've got some stuff going on personally. Shit, my brother did it a couple of months ago, and he, he, he bailed out. And we're like, you know what, mate? Mm. All the power to you. If you need us, we're here. One hundred percent. When you get back, reach out to us. You know, and and they come. And, and most of them, yeah, all of them have joined back to the community and come back after a couple of months and gone. Yeah, thanks, guys. You know, um, you know, got my shit sorted and stuff. So I think that, you know, it, it it I guess it depends on the community. Um, but man, if if you've got a community that that you can be honest in in a place like that, fucking take it, dude. Because sometimes just having that there. And, and knowing that there are people there that, that that give a shit and that want to check up on you, like like fuck, man, Rach and Brendan Dash, you you guys have reached out to me countless times in the past two years, and sometimes there's actually nothing wrong. I've just been silent for a while because I've been working, and that's yeah. and and I'm like fuck, man, these like there's people that actually give a shit, and it it is such a it is I, I such think, an incredible think, feeling. Yeah, I think with you as well because you have made made a few of your problems particularly public. Um, that's what worries me sometimes the most is if uh, oh, and like every time you disappear it's like oh fuck something's wrong yeah, and, yeah. Some, and a lot of the time like I've disappeared at the moment really like I haven't been on fuck I think I've, my first tweet was about in about three months was like three or four days ago like and then that's not because of like anything's wrong I'm just I'm just fucking busy <laughs> like really fucking busy <laughs> but yeah so Brennan. Yeah, no, nah, like, like I'm in agreement. Sometimes you need to detox. You need to yeah. distance yourself. And like I used to do this thing in in a former life where I'd call it isolation Sundays, where on a Sunday, I don't want to know you. I don't want to talk to you. Friends, family, you message yeah. me. I'll message you Monday. I'm hanging out, doing my own thing, whether it be playing games, watching film, playing with the dogs, whatever. But like, that's my day. That's my unwind day leave me yeah. alone it's nothing personal and you need to take that kind of time whether it be staying off social media for a few months or you know stepping away from creating content you need to take that time to make sure you're right because if you're not right you can't make anyone else feel right is is the big thing that i sort of realized at a very young age is yeah you got to be the best you you can be to yeah. 
try and sort of resonate that through your community and your circle agreed 100 percent. 100 percent agree with that too um it's funny that you mentioned that um as well like back in march i approached you brendan and i said hey i'm gonna be disappearing march and uh you're like yeah all good uh go go detox and do what you have to do Mm. I've never had a busier month in my fucking life <laughs> making content. <laughs> I was away for like a day. And I was like, yeah, great. Here we go. I'm not going to make content for the month. Dylan Blight from the Explosion Network is going to take over the show. And uh, Buddy and Dylan are going to do it. And I'm going to be away. My I fucking copped like emails upon emails like, hey, DashGamers.com is doing great again. How would you like to do this and this and this? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Uh, you're approaching me to do stuff again? Yes. Yes. And so I took on all this stuff. Well, uh, that was happening, and at the end of the month, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just come back to the show." I need to in take a two weeks. months off now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what you needed. Maybe that's what you needed. Yeah, probably, probably right. And then um, last last uh, Saturday or Saturday previous, I said that, "Hey, Sunday, I'm going to disappear. Uh, I'm not going to be making any content. There will be no tweets from me. Nothing." Was that a load of fucking shit or what? <laughs> I ended up. Uh, we ended up debuting Simon's new thing on the website. He had a, he has a new article out on the website, and I'm like, uh, then we had a conversation about how we're gonna evolve that. And then I created an update, and I was like, oh god, man, detox Sunday is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it so, takes willpower to do. You just got to turn your shit off. It- <laughs> I just love it so much. That's the thing. Like I'm jumping back to the start of this podcast again, though. But I love making content that much hmm. that. Even when I try to detox myself, I'm actually creating content. It's tough because I love making it. That's good. So because I'm so passionate about it, even the days that I want to step away from it, I essentially get my head wrapped around it again. The problem is also when I try to detox, my office is in the same room as I watch TV or play games. It's right next to me. So it's like that's You can't escape it. Right. Exactly. So you get that urge and I feel, I'll just check an email, click. Oh, oh, really? Type, 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 type. Yep, I'll send that email. And then I'll just quickly check what's going on in the socials. Click. Here it goes again. Socials. And you're like, oh, man, is that what's happening now? I've got to check and what's going on. Then you email a couple more people like, hey, this is a hot topic. Like, for example, like I'll email Buddy. Hey, it's a hot topic. We might have to talk about this on Dash Culture. And then that becomes a conversation. And then I get an email from Simon saying, hey, new reviews out today. I'd like for that to be published on the website. And it's like, this is not detoxing. You today. need an Wait. isolation Sunday in your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. You know what fixes that dash? What's Having that? a kid, because then you can't look at shit for hours at a time. It's fucking. Right. <laughs> Seth, I, I guess Seth we'll fixes ma- that because <laughs> he takes my phone and throws it on the floor. So I will. I will make this kind of like the last topic of the night, which is obviously family time as well. Mm. Um, Perko, with uh, your family, uh, with your kid as well. Mm. Um, Brendan, you, uh, you and Rach and the little one there as well. Um, how do you guys, and I'm going to say as an outsider of this topic, so I'm just going to be anchoring, I guess. Um, how do you guys find the fucking time to do this kind of stuff with the little ones as well? If I had an answer to that, I'd let you know. Um, right. As uh, Jeff Goldblum said, uh, life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, Perka. Mine's a bit of a different, a different sort of situation, I guess, uh, because mm. I don't live with either my uh, with Seth or his mum I do currently have a girlfriend she's incredible Um, we spend a cup maybe a day or two a week together Um, but realistically I spend a lot of time alone I work alone I live alone 100% so I spend a lot of time alone Um, when I do have Seth nothing else matters 
uh, and I, and it was something that I and I I mean how do I, I mean this in the best possible way. Mm. I think the separation made me a better dad. Um, not that I was a bad dad before, but I think I took for granted a lot of the time that I that I did get. So when I got home, I would catch myself not neglecting, but being frustrated with things that I that I had had to do, or, or you know, or just because it's been a long day. You know, you get home, you go, oh god, fuck, I got to do this, got to do that, got to do this, and instead of being in the moment and really fucking appreciating the time that I had, I'd be treating it like a job, like a chore. Like I've got to do this. Okay, I've got I've got to bath Seth. I've got to have dinner. I've got to do the dishes. I've got to go to bed. Now I've got to work. You know, I've got to put Seth to bed. Now I've got to work. Now, man, it's it's like fuck when I do everything I possibly can that when Seth is around to turn everything off because I don't get much time with him. Not as much as I'd like. I mean, I you know I'd give anything for him to live with me, but that can't happen. So, you know, I it, it yeah nah it I balance I. It's less about it's less for me. It's less about balancing family into everything else and balancing everything else into the time that I get with Seth because that to me is the most important thing in my entire life. Like, in I'm I in no you know I I'm I'm at the moment like right now passing up massive career opportunities to become you know the best yeah. dad you can. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm having conversations with you know, some like CIOs and stuff of companies and, and they're saying like, we need you in Brisbane, you know, because you, you need to progress in your career and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't, at the end of my life, there's only one thing that I'm going to want to be. And that was, I wanted a, a good dad. I don't give a shit yeah. at the end of my career. I don't give a shit if I was a good manager or a good C whatever, or a fucking good, I don't care. The one thing I'm going to give a shit about is that I was a good dad. So I'll do anything for that. And that's the, that's the, it's the only reason I'm in this fucking town. I'll tell you that much for free. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's it's less about balancing family and it's more about family comes first always and everything else gets balanced. Yeah, I double down on that 100%. Hmm. Very, very insightful, especially for somebody who is pretty much single, yeah. doesn't have a care in the world other than just full-time work and then home yeah but it, it, it's very very insightful to hear these kind of uh, kind of things that's definitely uh that's yeah very cool man um boys before we do go we did we did get a couple of questions from people um so we'll start with um stevie jar from ultra super mega uh, the ultra super mega community um he asks a lot of australian gaming podcast uh scene seems just as keen to support other creators in their space as they are to see themselves thrive uh, does this take a lot of uh, the pressure off knowing you're all pushing uh, each other forward, not trying to squ- uh, not trying to squash your fellow podcasters? Um, Brendan, I'll start with you. I, I think I think we've sort of talked about that a few times yeah. through the pod, but um, the, the way I look at it with the Hungry Gamers or whatever other podcasts I'm on at the time, you you, you stick to your lane, you, you focus on that content and what you can control. I think getting distracted by what podcast X has achieved or podcast Y is about to do is just detrimental to yourself and your co-hosts and your audience. So you do what you can do and be the best version of yourself and the best podcast that you guys can create and put out into the world. But yeah, yeah, if if you see some other people doing good, yeah, 
retweet their stuff shout them out on your podcast like 100 um if you see someone out there asking questions like what do i do about gear or i've got this issue jump in get involved because yeah like a, a rising tide lifts many ships i know we've got a lot of nautical metaphors going on today on this episode you definitely do. but like yeah it's there's plenty of room for us all to succeed and grow and yeah just just be good and help people be equally as good i think there's too much fucking toxicity and shit in this world for it to filter into something like video games and a passion project for all of us you know just just be good people yeah um matty you got anything to add to that one yeah man don't be a dickhead you can live you can get that is a it's the usm fucking motto man hashtag dbad don't be a dickhead you can get through very very well in life by not being a dickhead and not being a dickhead to other people just don't just, yeah. just support it support each other love yeah. each other man and if, if you've really got a if you've really really got a, a if you've got a problem with someone and it's an actual problem be a fucking adult approach yeah. them say hey look here's my issues can we work this out if not then let's go our separate ways and just if you yeah. don't have something nice to say don't fucking say anything at all it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty simple <laughs> that's, 100%. that's about it <laughs> Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Also, like myself being as lucky as I am to actually being, you know, able to be involved with uh, everybody's community around, like around our communities, I guess, like 8-Bit, USM, my own community, some assembly, Explosion Network, I can name like all of them. I'm I'm lucky to be uh, a part of everybody's community and actually I I want to help everybody. And that's why I established this podcast in itself. And, you know, um, you know, when people approach me and say, hey, I just need help with, you know, a PR or this or that. Yes, 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 yes. I'm always going to be somebody mm. that you can come to. And yes, I want to help. So that's uh, that's always going to be something that's there. Um, Jamie Penning, who's actually a regular listener of the House of Mario part of the AP Collective, asks, at what point uh, in time did you realize just as, oh, sorry, at what point did you realize just how much of what you do engages your audience? Did you take a short amount of time or was it curated over a long period? I think it was, I think it was pretty quick. Um, yeah there's no secret source to anything we're doing it's as i said earlier i think it's very much personality driven so you know what works what doesn't who works with who better to deliver the best product you can to your fans so but you've got to be able to um take on board criticism too you need to ask for criticism and when it's delivered to you take it on board process it and change for the better you can't just be like nah you're wrong you're a dickhead this is the best thing we're doing yeah you need to be constantly evolving and changing like what works today might not work next week and vice versa so you gotta be gotta be like water more nautical based puns we're on fire tonight Mm -hmm. oh my god um i have i have trouble uh both realizing and admitting that any content that I create actually engages with people. And that's because I am a very uh, critical, a self-critical person uh, by nature. Um, I, and again, this is, this is in no way a big note, but I always get reminded that, that it does engage. So yeah. it's, it's a constant discovery process for me. There can be months where I, I feel as if nothing we're doing is touching anyone. Nothing we're doing is doing anything. And then we do something like, fuck, we released that minute and a half podcast a few months ago that just sort of said, Hey guys, we have to take a break. Cause none of us in the podcast are doing too good um, yeah. for the USM stuff. And mate, the amount of fucking shit, dude, the amount of messages we got on like, like on, on our Facebook page and stuff saying, Hey, I've listened to the latest podcast. I really hope all you guys are right from people that we didn't even know. Listen from people that have never spoken to us before really, 
really hit home for me that yeah. holy shit you know people actually do listen to this stuff so i think for me it's it's not a quick process realizing that our stuff engages because i don't because i constantly think that it doesn't um yeah but i'm i'm fucking stoked that it i'm, I'm stoked every time that i get reminded that it does or i realize that it does oh fuck i'm thankful and stoked it is yeah it is very very cool yeah. I, i'm yeah, still i'm still blown away that people from anywhere would listen to me fucking rabble on about video games for any length of time let alone be keen to do it again fuck like that's so sick and awesome and i'm just so yeah so thankful but yeah, it's very humbling know. It is. Yeah, it definitely is, yeah. It is. 100%, 100% on, with you on that, Perko, as well. I'm a numbers guy. Like, I'm, a, I'm very much a numbers guy. Um, I'm, an, I'm big on numbers and stats. Like, I think for me, personally, that's probably the dirtiest thing about me is that I'm a numbers and stats guy. I, I love that people will listen. Uh, but at the end of it, and I've had this discussion with Buddy many, many, many times, and I told him, I said, listen, we can do this pod, uh, but at the end of it, if I've been doing this for three, four months, and I'm only getting 10 people listening then i'm probably not gonna keep going you man. see i'm the difference on that because uh i i would for me a thousand yeah. people could listen yeah and they could listen in the car and not take a word that i said in those one thousand right. people wouldn't quite mean as much to me those number people wouldn't mean as much to yeah. me as the one or two people that listened and yeah we're doing it for a reason or really engaged or yeah. just going, hey, man, I get these guys. I'm in there for the personality, you know, because I listen to some podcasts and it's sort of just to pass the time. Like it's sort of like a, you know, thing. But there are other things that I do listen to and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this because I actually give a shit about, you know, what they're talking about and these people and their opinions I, I, and stuff. I agree. So, I, I agree yeah. in that sense. I think that's also part of my old school creative mentality mm. kicking in as well. Um, and, and there was a lot of that back in the day, like, Hey, you're, if you got no numbers, you're shit. And I think that that always will creep up on me regardless of how many numbers we actually do get on a podcast. Um, like, it's just a case that my... I'm not saying my time is important, but I want to make sure that what I'm doing with my time is always going to be what's best with my time. Like, I want to be outputting stuff that people are actually listening to. Um, I want to be able to actually make sure that if people are not enjoying what we're listening to, then I'm going to stop and then start again mm. and make sure that the numbers go up instead of uh, plateau because I feel like if you're plateauing in a way, you have to make sure to ref- make a refresh. Like uh, Dash Culture, we had two hosts, main hosts, uh, for the longest time and that was it. Um, recently, I announced that we've got two new hosts for the, the show as well. So it's going to be four people on like a, a monthly to bi-monthly basis. So it kind of refreshes the, the show a little bit, mm. makes it new um, because I felt like yeah, we're getting these numbers and they're still really good numbers and I'm really happy with them, but I want more. Yeah. And I think that's the dirty side of me as well. But that's also the business savvy side of me as well because if, you, if you're kind of plateauing and then afterwards there are people going above that number, then there's a new expectancy. They're just raising the bar yeah. over you. So I want to make sure that I'm also raising my own bar as well. Yeah. yeah. So that, there's that as well. Yeah, um. So... Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really, really appreciate you both. I love you both. Um, it's been quite an insightful conversation to have. Brendan, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me individually at Brendan8Bit. Find us all as a whole on the socials at WeAre8Bit. Head on over to 8bit.net or youtube.com forward slash WeAre8Bit and search the hashtag 8 Collective to find all those other tasty podcasts and content creators doing great work on the daily. 
That's it. Hey, Perka, when can people eventually find you again? <laughs> at the moment, <laughs> fucking nowhere. Um, no, really, uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter at Matty Jerkins and Matt Jerkins on Twitch and stuff like that. I really haven't streamed that much. I think the last time I streamed, someone tried to break into my house while I was streaming, which was lots of fun. Um, yeah. But uh, we're, we're, we're going to get the podcast going again soon, guys. Uh, ultrasupermega.com.au. Uh, we, we're supposed to be doing a, a bi-monthly podcast called The Megacast. It hasn't been happening for that long, but I'm doing some... Yeah, we'll get it back up very shortly. Oh, very cool. Uh, and you can find myself over on uh, 8bit and dashgamer.com, all the podcasts and reviews we get out over there. Make sure that you guys check that out. Uh, Brendan mentioned the 8-bit stuff. And, of course, uh, myself over on Dash Gamers on Twitter. Uh, guys, if you didn't know, Some Assembly Required is usually our monthly roundtable podcast where members across the Australian podcasting community get together to talk about random topics. I'm just I'm just going really fast because Brendan's got to run. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Dash Gamers, uh, dashgamer.com, iTunes, Spotify. We can give us those cheeky five-star ratings uh, and I'll drop it on Twitter every time an episode drops. Guys, thank you so much. We love you all. And until next time, uh, much love. Stay dashing. Let's see. That's better. <laughs> I, I really, really got to poop. And Brendan's got the runs. He doesn't have to run. (laughs) (laughs) Don't edit that out. That that better stay in that fucking podcast. (laughs) Crawl after a morning.